This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Myth. You've waited patiently all day. All wait. They were patient. They didn't get rushed. But Great Lakes Bay region, we finally arrived at the payoff from high school. House call for Isom. To college. Connor Stallions. Like, bro, get a life. To the pros. He's a pumpkin. Pumpkins don't move on their own. Golf barely does. We cover everything a Michigan sports fan could want. This is uncharted territory. And now, here they are. It's the payoff. It's Wednesday, people. Which means John is on day number three of wearing his precious Jim Harbaugh jersey. And it's starting to stink, John. Yeah, you didn't tell me till now. Come on. Are we doing laundry with it or are we just throwing it back on every day? I, I, th- I haven't done it yet. I was thinking about tonight being the night because I have laundry building up a bit. I think we need to extend this bet. If, oh, Michigan, my, oh, wins, yeah, if Michigan wins on Saturday, you have to wear it the rest of the month. Until, oh, yeah. You have to wear it until Michigan loses. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Against Iowa. Give me a well, break. They could, they could lose in the college football playoffs in January. Yeah. Then a whole month of December in the same guard. And you're not allowed oh, to wash you. it. You're not allowed to wash it either. <laughs> that would be worse for you guys than for me. <laughs> John, I wanted to start today's shows off with a question because I think the state of Michigan is on the verge of having a total meltdown, full-blown panic mode. Wow, that's Ohio this week, but okay. <laughs> I don't think we're there yet, but right now the panic button is in my hand. I haven't pressed it yet, and I don't want to. I promise you, I don't want to press this. I want to throw it out the window and never look at it again. But I think it's about time we have a conversation about Jared Goff and the future he has with this organization. So here's my question. How many more bad games does Jared Goff have to play for his future in Detroit to be in jeopardy? Because guys, this defense is poopy. It's not a Super Bowl caliber defense, if you didn't know. And if the Lions want to go toe-to-toe with the Niners, the Eagles, or if the unthinkable happens, the Lions make it to Vegas in February, if they want to go toe-to-toe with one of those AFC quarterbacks, Jared Goff is going to have to play damn near perfect for them to even have a shot to win some of those games. And games like the past two weeks cannot happen. Three fumbles against Green Bay. Three interceptions against Chicago, and I know they ended up beating Chicago. Goff was incredible in the fourth quarter, but guess what? If Goff throws three interceptions against the 49ers or the Eagles, they're not winning. You don't get to make mistakes against teams like that. When the system is working, when the offensive line is playing well, when the defenses can't get to him, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. There's no way around that. But if any aspect of the play starts to break down, He looks like a third grader who just heard about the boogeyman for the first time. He's about as immobile as a traffic cone. When an edge rusher lays a finger on him, he's as the the play is as good as over. And when he tries to be any sort of athlete games like last week happen three fumbles. He has 23 rushing yards this entire season. There's 10 quarterbacks that average more than that per game. And at least Mr. Interception himself, Josh Allen has rushed for 340 yards and nine touchdowns this season. He forces you as a defense to worry about a different element of the offense. Guys, it's really freaking hard to win a Super Bowl with a quarterback who can't move. It's not impossible, but believe me, it's really hard. Uh, Well, well, Tom Brady did it seven times. Tom Brady's the best quarterback of all time. 
Jared Goff is not. Games like the last two weeks cannot happen for the Lions to even have a slim chance at going on a playoff run. I want you to picture this for just a second. Defense sends a corner blitz that goes unblocked. And instead of the play being an auto zero, the Lions have a quarterback that can make a guy miss. Roll off his back shoulder. Extend the play. Let the receivers get open. It'd be nice. It'd be fun. But that's not reality. What reality is, is when the play breaks down, the play's over. As long as Goff is under center. So my question is this. How many more bad games does Jared Goff have to play for us to say, you know what? Maybe you're not the long-term answer for us. Maybe you're not the guy who's going to bring us to a Super Bowl. Maybe there's a reason the Rams decided to move on from Goff, then immediately won a Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford. So I'll throw the number out, 989-837-6125, because I have my answer. And again, I want to reiterate, I hope the version of Goff we've seen the past two weeks never shows up again this season. I hope he plays well enough to say, for me to say, you know what? You've earned a contract. We're not handing out anything for free. But I hope he absolutely lights up every every defense he plays the rest of the year. But he has to earn that contract. But the reality is when he's under pressure, when the blitz doesn't get picked up early on in the game, when the weather's cold and the wind is blowing sideways, he takes a significant step backwards, John. So I want to ask the people. 989-837-6125. When is enough enough? How many more bad games have to happen? No, and you mentioned the outdoor point. I mean, where was Thanksgiving played, though, right? Playing the Dome. Fumbled three times. <laughs> it's it's funny because of the 180 that probably we're doing as a show because I'm sort of in lockstep with you. But uh, early October when our show launched here on the mid, our main conversation point was about extending Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. About, okay, Goff is 29 right now, then turns 30 next season, the last year of his contract being next season. Mm-hmm. But let's get in front of that. Let's pay him... Not, you know, what the market will dictate, which is what pretty much Daniel Jones got with the Giants and are regretting it. Let's get in front of it, still pay, but not as much, so you could allocate resources to your defense, to getting Goff maybe another weapon or two, what have you. And that was when Goff was playing the best football of his life. And it's been two, three games, though. I, I, I get this 180, and I know it happens in division games, but these are when teams start to come into form And the outdoor point is something that I like to bring across with him because I I think it just happens. I I think is, you know, he doesn't throw a tight spiral for whatever reason. Like even, I mean, even if you want to go back to the Chargers game, which is in the dome, and I I know I was being, you know, sour grapes that day for no reason, but the game-clinching throw to Laporta to set up the field goal uh, was an absolute duck. Yeah. Right? Like Laporta made a great grab on that, in my opinion. Like it was thrown at the chest, but if you watch back that game, not really a great ball thrown by Goff in that spot. I just don't know what has changed. Um, the, the past like, two weeks. Like earlier that, in the that's season. That's enough to dictate that, like, all right, let's maybe, and you haven't said it yet, but maybe, oh, you know, Hendon Hooker in practice, yada, yada, yada. Well, that's not like, what I'm saying. Like, I, I get I, like, that. I'm not saying I'm done with Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. I'm simply asking the question, if I'm allowed to, how many more bad games like the last two weeks would have to happen for us to make us scratch our heads and say... Uh, you're done. It only matters I'm, I'm, just, if you lose. I'm just asking the question mm-hmm. because, like I said, I want him to succeed. 
I want him to earn his contract. But that's the key word. Earn. The Lions shouldn't hand out anything for free. And, you know, we were ahead of the curve a little bit uh, in terms of we should give him a contract right now instead of letting the market dictate everything. Well, we were reacting to what we saw. Exactly. Like, like opinions can change the more you see. We got more information. We got more data. We got more examples of Jared Goff. And I, I think the answer is somewhere in the middle. He was playing the best football of his career early on or uh, early on in the season. And, and now we're seeing some of the worst moments of Jared Goff the past couple of weeks. Where does he actually lie? Probably somewhere in the middle. But what I know for a fact is he drops off a cliff when he's under pressure. It's really hard to win a Super Bowl with a quarterback who can't perform under pressure. And I don't mean this is a big game. I mean guys in his face. I have a question for you. Okay. This week, do the Lions have the quarterback advantage? Yes. Have do you they? seen Derek Carr play this year? His numbers are better or are compares or comparable to Goff. He hasn't thrown for as many yards, but he's less turnovers. 70, Only three less touchdowns. 75% of his, I'm making this up. It feels like 75% of his passing yards are checkdowns to Elvin Kamara. I, he doesn't <laughs> throw the ball down that. the field. He can't do it. It's a turnover he's, when he does. Kamara's their best receiver, unfortunately. Well, they have, they have potentially back. three receivers out as well. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely think Jared Goff is. He's is a step in, above that. He, yes, Derek Carr has regressed tremendously in the last couple of weeks or in the last couple of years, but it, it, it recircles to the question: How many more bad games have to happen for us to say, you know what? I don't. I don't think you're the guy. I, I, I'm just asking the question. If I'm overreacting to the past couple of weeks, tell me nine eight nine eight three seven six one two five. Maybe I'm the crazy one, and there isn't a better option out there. They're not going to hit anybody in the draft. Hendon Hooker is not the guy. Mm. Maybe that's what people think. I'm okay with that. And if I'm overreacting to the last two weeks, please tell me. Call me down. But like I said, I'm not trying to drive this guy to the airport and get him out of here like I am with Killian Hayes. (laughs) I don't want him to suck and for me to be right about this. All I'm doing is simply asking people, how many more games, how many more bad games does Jared Goff have to play for you to say, you know what, I don't want him as my quarterback, because I have my answer. If I see two more multi-turnover games this regular season, yeah, I'm scratching my head, and I don't really want to give him a contract extension this offseason. And if it happens once in the playoffs, John, that's something I can't forget. I, can, I maybe can forgive, but I certainly cannot forget if there is a multi-turnover game in the playoffs, and it's one of those games where early on you're just thinking to yourself, oh, no. Jared Goff is about to spiral out of control. No, it's not a good feeling. And and it, and I don't think it's been the feeling up until this past week. I mean, and, and it's not well, a shot at you, but where, like, I don't think this discussion really happened in the game against Chicago, even though not that he played as bad as he did in Green Bay, but he didn't look good. But that obviously had a different story and the defense came alive and the defense didn't, you know, live up to the billing against Green Bay. And that was the difference then. He didn't play good either of these games. Like he was playing the best ball. Like he was one of the he was the MVP early on in the season. He he has to be he wasn't making mistakes. Now he is. Yeah, he has to be, you know, Joe Cool game manager, in my opinion. Like he just can't be like a detriment. Like if you feel going in that there's nerves or, you know, anxiousness, like you should feel, and I think you feel this way. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, all right, if it's a good opponent, Goff's gonna turn it over once. 
It can't be multiple I times. Feel like you that. shouldn't, but it is. <laughs> that's Goff's not a long term solution. That's it, how I feel watching the Lions. I'm like, all right, Goff's probably gonna throw a pick or a fumble. There's gonna be at least one turnover, but usually the Lions win the turnover battle, or no, it doesn't come back to hurt them. That's well, not having over the last couple of weeks. That's not but. a recipe to to go on a run though, because at least no. with Josh Allen, it's like. Okay, yeah, he's going to turn the ball over at least once this game, yeah. but he's also going to do some superhuman things that Goff is incapable of doing. Goff tries to escape, and looks what, look what happens. I wouldn't say superhuman, but getting the uh, ball to St. Brown and then establishing the run game. I mean, this still has to be a run-first offense, too. But you can't do that when be you fall behind. It has to be balanced. Eh. I mean, Ben Johnson's whole thing is instead of run-run play action, we're going to hit you with the play action early, and then you got to be honest the entire mm-hmm. entire course of the game. So it's interesting. So I just want to ask everyone, I'll throw the number out one more time, 989-837-6125. How many more times does Jared Goff have to have a multi-turnover game for it to be unforgivable, or at least unforgettable? Because for me, if it happens two more times this regular season, I don't want to give him a contract this offseason. If it happens one time in the playoffs, and we're kind of looking at each other like, uh, homeboy, Jared Goff, you're kind of the reason we lost that game then I'm not giving him a contract extension ever. I'm sorry. Sue me. 989-837-6125. Texts are rolling in. We'll hit the text line next. You're listening to The Payoff, fueled by Forward Energy. More of the Great Lakes Bay region's only local sports show. Back to The Payoff. Maybe the conversation's overdue. Maybe it's premature. I'm just trying to get a grasp of where everyone's at with this. How many games does Jared Goff have to play poorly? For us to start scratching our heads and saying, maybe we're not giving you a contract extension next offseason or this offseason. I've got, uh, we'll hit the text line. There's people coming in. But, John, I've got a, a good stat for you. I know, I know you like these stats. So uh, I've got, I, I brought a good one from for PFF, you. From PFF, Brad's favorite site, or no? Maybe. Oh. When the pockets kept clean, Jared <laughs> Goff has the third highest offensive grade in the NFL amongst quarterbacks, 93.1, only behind Josh Allen and CJ Stroud. He's the third best quarterback in the league when he has a clean pocket. Nice. When he's under pressure, 19th in offensive grade, his PFF grade drops all the way down to 46.2, cuts in half. And all the guys at the top of that list are the guys you'd think are Mahomes, Lamar, Burrow, Herbert, Dak. Aren't those the quarterbacks you want? during the playoffs to be able to fix broken plays? Because right now, if something breaks, plays over, nothing, nothing's happening. It's either going to be a sack or a throw into the dirt and a waste of a down. It is. And and in, in certain situations, at least in the modern day NFL over the last couple of years, there has to be in games between even opponents, the quarterback just makes the play that's above and beyond. Right? I mean, we saw it last year where yeah. Mahomes just made one more play than Hurts did. Yeah. That's sort of what it came down uh, to. I two, mean, that's a simplification in a way, and there was a lot of different elements in that game. But uh, which, which quarterback turned the ball over in that game? Yeah. Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, and that's, what, that's what it comes down to. And, and you don't feel as confident. Even in the NFC, I mean, you mentioned Dak and Hurts. And I, I don't know how we feel about Purdy, but, like, Pre- Prescott and Hurts have been – not ridiculed, but and it's more so been Prescott's, but turnover, turnovers in the big moments. But that, that yes, yes, and, you know, and, and ridiculed rightfully so. Yeah, like in the biggest moments, there's something about that Cowboys offense that just like isn't on the same page. That's been a theme mm-hmm. of the last couple of seasons. Yeah, and the Lions don't necessarily have 
that sort of problem or that sort of stigma, but they haven't had enough big moments for us to say, you know what, in the playoffs, I trust this team. We haven't seen it yet. No. So I think that would be a little bit premature to say, I, I trust Jared Goff in the playoffs. I mean, Jared Goff's playoff numbers, they're not great. They're not four touchdowns, two interceptions in six games. His career in completion percentage is 64. In the playoffs, it drops down to 57. Most recent playoff game, 9 for 19, 150 yards. Like, yeah, he, he, he drops off a little bit in the playoffs, and you'd want it to be the opposite. You want your quarterback to rise to the occasion and get better as these games, you know, get a little bit more high-pressure situations. That hasn't really been the case in Goff's career, and he had some great teams out in L.A. And, yes, I know he made it to a Super Bowl, but then what happened when he ran into that Patriots defense, John? No, nah, it wasn't. It was mo- one of the most boring Super Bowls uh, in a while, in the, in the 2000s, really. It was bad. Not we'll, great. We'll hit the text line, the Frick Sports Bar text line. Jeremy, um, uh, I think they beat Kansas City, dot, dot, dot. Yes. Yes. That was that was week one. Uh, guys? Yeah, hey, Jeremy, guys? you think they beat Kansas City right now? With Kelsey with Swift on his arm and, you know, <laughs> healthy defense? Beating Beating Kansas City cannot be the highlight of our season. If beating Kansas City was the highlight of the Lions season, week one, then the season was a failure. I don't care if they beat Minnesota or Seattle, whoever. Pick whoever you want in the playoffs. The highlight of the season cannot be beating Kansas City. Week one can't be when you peaked. Because let's just be honest. The last three weeks, last four weeks really, ever since that Ravens game, the defense has regressed tremendously. They don't got CJ Gardner Johnson anymore. Dealing, it's they don't have Alex Anzalone anymore. The defense has regressed. So I, I I can't say. Let's put it this way, John. You said it. You said it best. If if they met in a Super Bowl, do we really think the Lions are winning that game against Patrick Mahomes? Do the Lions right deserve now. the benefit of the doubt on that? No, Not right now. No, Jeff from Midland. First of all, I uh, just want to say John's looking great in the Maize and Blue jersey. <laughs> Goff has not changed. The O-line has regressed with multiple injuries. He's not the franchise quarterback. He's just a bridge until the next is found. That's originally what we all thought he was. Yep. And then Brad Holmes kind of sold us on the fact that, no, I-, I brought him over here from L.A. to be the quarterback, and he was for a long time. And, and to Jeff's point, yeah, this O-line is dealing with some injuries. Jonah Jackson being out. Mm, ends up being a bigger deal than people realize. They love to pull him. He's incredible in the run game. And he's an upcoming free agent too. It's been all but apparent they're going to need to pay him this offseason as well. You have to keep this line together. So yeah, the, the offensive line has regressed a little bit. But isn't that a problem? to some extent, that your quarterback can't overcome those type of problems? I, I think you just hit the nail on the head, honestly. There are quarterbacks out there that can overcome not a bad offensive line. No, you need to but protect not your quarterback. a great one, right? We, we see with the rankings with Goff, okay, the, the protection's there, and he's top five. He's number three, right? Mm-hmm. But when it's not there, he falls off. Off a cliff. It's not, oh, because the offensive line sucks now. It's, oh, it took, it took a shot back. The best quarterbacks are able to, I wouldn't say the word overcome, because I think that's a bit strong, because I think that just means, oh, you're overcoming for a weakness in your team. Right. But maybe not the strongest offensive line. 
Goff sort of needs. I'm not going to say the perfect situation. I don't want to be that bad. You know, like but he, he can make plays true, and he does and he makes sensational throws from time to time. But he's got two prime running backs. Probably the best running back combo, I believe so. And I think you agree. The best running back combo in the NFL. Yeah. A top of the line receiver who's pretty much made his case for being a top 10 guy this year. Yeah. And a rookie tight end who is top 10 in his position. So mm-hmm. you give him all that. But he also needs a perfect offensive line too. Kind of. That's I mean, that, tough. That's kind of, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah tough. like and, and like it's it's great that you could build that and great on Holmes and great on you know Campbell and Johnson. But eventually, or not eventually, even the best offensive line, there's going to be pressure facing a great defense come postseason time. And if it's falling off a cliff, it's just not going to cut it. One more text rolling in. Contrarian. Fit loads. There it is. Uh, The film is out there now on the Lions. Opponents are taking the middle of the field away, which means we need to go to the outside and deep routes more, which takes more time. If the O-line is having a bad day, like they did against Green Bay, turnovers are the result. Yeah. I mean, that's where Jared Goff thrives, where a lot of quarterbacks don't. It's over the middle of the field. But if they're going to do that, you have to be able to protect them long enough for the guys to get to the middle field and get open. And the last few weeks, they haven't. Which, yes, he, he's, he's perfect. He's great. He's a great system quarterback when everything's going right. But when plays break down, guys, we don't have a Bob of the Builder on this team to fix anything. <laughs> plays over. If, if the blitz goes unpicked, plays a zero. If the offensive line doesn't pick up or figure it out, miscommunication, plays over. Jared Goff just goes down on his own sometimes to avoid a big hit. And it's not really his fault. He can't move. I mean, you guys hear it in the open of the show. He's a pumpkin. He doesn't move. So many quarterbacks. To, what quarterback is being drafted that can't move nowadays? There are none. There are zero. Ever since 2018, ever since Patrick Mahomes came on the scene, you need to be able to move. There will never be another quarterback who can't move to be drafted in the first round. It just won't happen. And Jared Goff is one of the few quarterbacks left in the league who is a, pocket, a true pocket quarterback. I'm not saying you can't win that way. That's not what I'm saying. And for all I know, Jared Goff's going to go ball out on Sunday. He's going to go ball out the rest of the season and get right back to where he was at the beginning of the year. And if they get Jonah Jackson back, if the O-line gets healthy, that very well may happen. But you need to be able to, I know you don't like the word, John, but I do, overcome a little bit. Okay. When there are problems, I, for one, would like my quarterback to be able to solve them. That would be ideal. Like, can we look ourselves in the mirror and say there's better situations? There's better quarterbacks out there for this team? Is it okay to say Jared Goff's holding this team back just a little bit? Is that okay? Am I am someone going to jump me outside if I say that? <laughs> you tell me. 989-837-6125. Because that's where I'm at right now. I get it. He's playing. He was playing the best ball of his life earlier in the year. MVP. It's yeah, <laughs> the beginning of the year. He Remember was that? Never, he was never going to win MVP. Come on. He was, the odds were there. But, I mean, now that Hendon Hooker is officially practicing... I'd like to at least see him. Like, is, is that okay to say? I, I just want to see Hendon Hooker, you know, the guy who, it's been a full year since he tore his ACL, completed 70% of his passes in college, number one in the SEC, 
SEC player of the year, most efficient passer rating in the SEC, 27 touchdowns, two interceptions. Hell, his team averaged 47 points a game in, te- in games he started and finished. I- am I going to get in trouble for saying I just want to see him? Because he can't be less athletic than Jared Goff. I want a little bit more athleticism. That, that's all I want. I'm not asking for a whole ton. Because may- maybe someone's got to talk me off a cliff. Because there's not a ton of options where you can go, all right, we're upgrading immediately, overnight. Because let's just face it, Goff's one of the 12 best quarterbacks in the NFL. So there's not a lot of places you can go to upgrade. But I'm looking at this like, uh, I don't know if it's good enough. It's hard to win a Super Bowl with a guy who uh, isn't one of those difference makers at the quarterback position. And I don't, I don't really think Goff is one of those guys. He'll run your system well, really well. But when things break down, play's over. No Bob the Builder. 989-837-6125. More college football to come. More NFL to come. You're listening to The Payoff, fueled by Forward Energy. The Payoff continues. More from the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. Not only is John wearing the Harbaugh jersey, now during commercial breaks, he comes in here singing the Michigan fight song. It's good, man. It's stuck <laughs> in my head after the weekend. Bum, 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 bum. That Notre Dame song, man, they're they're good. You're, they're you're, good. You're they're like Spotify. Put them on Spotify. Put them on your Spotify. Wrapped good. You you're know? A, you're a true Wolverine, John. Yeah, where you're you've been adopted. Like that, you know. Uh, Hail to the victors. We'll get to Michigan in just a second. Just to wrap up this Jared Goff conversation. For me, two more games in the regular season. I'm not giving him a contract this off season. One playoff game with two turnovers, or I guess a multi turnover playoff game. Done. Will never get another contract. I hope that never happens. I hope he goes balls out every single game. But I can't forgive or forget a multi-turnover playoff game from the quarterback. This team is built for it to be quarterback-proof, for the quarterback to not really have to do a whole ton. You're supposed to rely on your stars, rely on your offensive line, your run game, and your superstar receiver. Quarterbacks just got to get the ball to the playmakers. And if he's going to turn the ball over... I'm sorry, I just can't forgive or forget that, John. Can't no, do I, don't, I don't blame you. I mean, if he doesn't, you could say multi-turnover games uh, or multi-turnover game. If he lose, if the Lions lose first round and he doesn't play well, Ugh. there's there's going to be discussion all offseason about because the window well, is right now. Well, there'll be a lack of be, discussion of a contract. <laughs> but you're but, playing your last year, pal. Yeah, especially in what is a winnable, I wouldn't say like, easier or, or as easy as last year where the Eagles sort of just waltzed after the Purdy injury. Well, but the AFC is a lot stronger of a conference, yes. right? There's only truly, I would say four, well, I guess four, but I, I don't know if I'm willing to put the Cowboys in that conversation yet, but the Niners, Eagles and Lions. That's Let's play a game. Who's more fraudulent? The Cowboys or the Lions? Because <laughs> like I said, I'm holding after the panic last button. Two weeks, I'm tough. holding the panic button. It has not been pressed yet, but don't press it. I'm not pressing it. But there's certainly a scenario where on Sunday, I press that button. I hope I can throw it out the window. But I'm holding the button very firm. I don't want to press it. But they might make me. Yeah. 
it's such a small window. That's that's the problem. The window is now. The, the like it's closing now. That's this is the opportunity to be the Super Bowl Lions. Which you, it sounds crazy, but the way the way they've played this season and when everything's working well, they're untouchable. But we've seen over the last two weeks. I get it. Granted, division opponents, but you're just, on, you can't you can't get that play from your quarterback and expect to win. You're on the road, Saints. You're on the road, Bears. And then Ugly who, a dome for New Orleans. Who, who knows what the hell this home Broncos game is going to look like I at know. this point. That's the one wild card we didn't think it's of. Because we knew Dallas was going to be tough. We knew, all right, the Vikings are going to, you know, have a bit of a resurgence, and we'll see where they stand at that point in the season. But Five in a row. Five in a row for Mr. Unlimited. Michigan. There's a lot of different scenarios <laughs> for... What a transition. That's going in the open tomorrow. <laughs> There's a lot of different scenarios for the weekend games. It's college football championship weekend, conference championship weekend. Michigan right now, after the new rankings come out yesterday, there was a little bit of hope that they would jump to that number one spot, but Georgia remains the top dog, the top bulldog. And I think they did that because if Georgia were to beat Bama next week or, or this Saturday, they would just jump right back to one anyway. So they, they kept Georgia number one. But with all these different outcomes, all these different circumstances, there's one scenario for Michigan that remains just just flat better than all the other scenarios. The best case scenario for Michigan is you draw Florida State. They don't have their quarterback. Jordan Travis tragically tore his ACL. But they remain undefeated with a backup quarterback. They've got two of the best wide receivers in college football in Keon Coleman, who uh, I'm sure all the MSU fans desperately miss, and Johnny Wilson, who's Mike Evans, but two inches taller. He's 6'7". He's a freak. But, I mean, they do have the best offense and defense in the ACC. I don't care. It's a backup quarterback. You want to play the backup quarterback. He was 12 for 25 versus Florida, who is PFF's 93rd rated defense. He's a three-star for a reason, guys. The other schools that recruited him, Pitt and Utah. Here's what would have to happen for Michigan to be able to play Florida. Georgia would have to beat Bama. Oregon barely beats Washington. And Florida State kills a fraudulent Louisville team who just lost to unranked Kentucky at home. The final standings would then be Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Florida State 3, Oregon number four. And, and let's just be honest. The TV networks want to give Michigan the cupcake game, right? They want to have Michigan win a game and then potentially be in the national championship. That's good for ratings. The committee wants Bama. Whether you like it or not, Michigan the in the championship's good Bama. for ratings. Yeah, Bama, Florida, or Bama, Michigan. That would be. Those are the two best schools for ratings. That'd be sweet. They draw the well, biggest crowds. They just have beat the biggest the best schools for ratings, but yeah. Well, <laughs> I swear if that Ohio State team ends up back in the playoffs. That's the scenario I want, Ben. Lay that one out for me. Here's how Ohio State gets in. <laughs> Michigan wins. Got it. Georgia wins. Washington wins. Therefore, the top three schools would remain the same. Florida State would lose, which is very possible. They're only two and a half point favorites over Louisville. And Texas would probably have to lose. But there's a scenario where Texas doesn't even have to lose. And Ohio State would still squeak in at number four. That would be awful. That'd be sweet. Because or Oregon's five right now. If they lose to Washington, bye. And then Ohio State would jump right in. Because Ohio State's <laughs> still above 
Texas right now. Potential Big 12 champs, Texas. Which it blows my mind. I cannot believe Ohio State could do this two years in a row. Lose the game and still make the playoffs. It's awful. That's, that's not the way it should be. Like, luckily for everyone around here, it's highly unlikely. But still a possibility. The wor- and, and by the way, Ben, before, you, before you, we lay out Michigan's best scenario, do you like the Ducks being ranked ahead of the Buckeyes? Well, the Ducks won losses to Washington. Ohio State's one loss. Yeah, it was a three-point three point loss. I don't care. Michigan's in. I don't care what the other teams are <laughs> ranked right now. But I think the crazier part is the fact that Oregon is a nine-and-a-half-point favorites over Washington, who Washington's number three. Washington's already beat uh, Oregon, and it's nine-and-a-half. Yeah, we, we looked at the spreads pre-show. I, I can't believe in a matchup versus three versus five where Washington has already beat the Ducks, and this is at a neutral site in Vegas, that they're double-digit dogs. Because I have them at 10, nine and a half, 10, whatever. That means the committee didn't put the right rankings out there. Yeah, how- I mean, there's never going to be a perfect balance. Everyone has their, you know, say and whatever. But Washington beat Oregon, and now they're 10-point underdogs to them? Hey, you know then what they're they not say. the number three team in the country. You know what they say? Vegas is always right. So why isn't Vegas the one... Making the poll. That'd be great. If everyone and their mom thinks that Oregon is better than Washington, why is Washington ranked ahead of Oregon? Besides, uh, if the goal is to truly get the four best teams in the playoffs, then why is or- uh, Washington ranked ahead of Oregon? Well, I, and, and I'm fine with saying the Huskies are a better team than the Ducks. They beat them head to head, but now they get to play again, and Oregon's a heavy favorite. It's interesting. It's outrageous. It's weird. Georgia, who is yet to be beaten... The number one team in the country against a Bama team that's already lost is minus six. Washington is unbeaten and beat the team they're playing, and they're ten point underdogs. Make that make sense? I, I can't. It's crazy. I can't. That's crazy. I am incapable of making that make sense. The worst case for uh, scenario for Michigan would having to be playing Georgia or Alabama. Yeah, you don't want to play either of those teams, and here's how that would happen. Uh, well, semifinal game, of course. Yes, yes. Yeah, you're gonna have to play them in the chip. Well, I guess the worst case scenario would be Michigan loses, but I, I, I don't see a world where that happens. If Michigan scores 12 points, they already won the game. <laughs> do Do you know the over under for that game? By the way, it's like 33 and a half. How crazy is do, that? Do you know what Iowa's first half <laughs> over under is? Six. Point five. No, I swear to God. Oh my! Their first, gosh. their 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 total over under is six and a half. Their team total over under oh is six my. and a half. Their first half over under is point five. Wait, first quarter or first half? First half. Oh my! First half. Vegas doesn't think they're going to score. <laughs> Embarrassing. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to lose. And the worst case scenario with the Michigan win would be Bama wins, Washington wins. Texas loses, Florida State loses. Then I would have my top four, Michigan number one, Washington number two, Bama number three, and Georgia number four, and all of a sudden you're playing Georgia. Georgia in the semifinals. Georgia. That's the worst case scenario. Georgia. You don't want to do that. We'll hit the text line real quick, and then I want to make fun of someone. Uh-oh. I really want to make fun of someone. It's going to be really fun. Uh... We've got a, a a 517 number. Leave your name and number or else John's going to go crazy. 
Uh, Damon hometown. Not the number. Oh, yeah. We already know the number. Goff limits play calling due to his pumpkinism. Did I come up with... Am I going to take credit for the pumpkinism? That's I think I word. am. I think I am. Uh, Chris from Bay City. There we go. Goff limits play calling due to pumpkin pumpkinism. A 60% passing quarterback with 25% more mobility would look like a superstar in the offense. QB rushing first down and goal line rushing touchdown are necessary in today's game. Yeah. Like 100%. Like... Like I said, there are no quarterbacks being drafted or are prospects in college football that can't move. You're not even getting college scholarships anymore if you can't move. You have to be mobile. So, yeah, a, a quarterback who can move around, who could pick up first down. I mean, look what Philly's doing. Look what the Bills are doing with these all these third-and-one situations. And I, I don't think the Lions have too much of a problem picking up the fourth-and-ones anyway with Montgomery. But just to have another option to make defenses worry a little bit, to pull defenders in, which allows defend uh, wide receivers to get open over the middle. There's a whole new element to the game. And Jared Goff does not bring that, unfortunately. I like the guy. I hope he succeeds. He's a good guy. Good guy, Jared Goff. Doesn't cause any problems. Great locker room. But he's limiting the Lions. I don't, I don't think that's that's up for debate, to be honest. And, and maybe I'm crazy. 989-837-6125. If I am, please tell me. Dwayne from Bay City. Um, as for Goff, Goff needs to sleep with the football for the rest of the season so he doesn't turn the ball over. That's like some old high school stories I used to hear. That is. Where people, you'd have to walk around high school the next day holding a football, and if anyone knocked it out of your arm and the coach found out, everyone's running sprints the entire practice. Th- that sounds like something Campbell would do, though, no? I don't think he's making Jared Goff hold a footballer. <laughs> I don't think he's making the franchise, not the franchise quarterback. Ah, uh, you said it. Ah, ah, got him. Give him the money, man. Darn ben. it. Give him the money. So stupid. He is. 989-837-6125. Frick's Bar Sports. Frick Sports. I can't talk. Frick Sports Bar text line. <laughs> I'm going to make fun of someone next. You're listening to the payoff fueled by Forward Energy. Back to the payoff on the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Yeah, everybody looks good at home. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. Okay, I took a sip of water. I'm all good now. I couldn't I couldn't talk before the break. We're there good go. now. We're good. Um, we'll hit the text line one more time, and then I'm going to make fun of someone because I just he, he's begging for it. Uh, Dwayne from Bay City chiming in again. If Campbell continues to allow this team uh, you know, to play bad, I'm done with Campbell. Come on. You know what? You know what? Dan Campbell's biggest fault, maybe, he's too loyal. Wow, he loves these guys too much. It's too much about the culture, a little bit. You should be with him during a job interview. You know what my best trait is? I'm too loyal. That I work too hard. <laughs> that I'm just so giving of myself. I don't have time. I don't have. I, I don't. You know. I just. I just give it all away. I do wonder if he would ever have the balls to fire Aaron Glenn, who somehow is like in head coaching cycles for next year. Both Lions coordinators are. Yeah, I don't really understand that one. Like, maybe maybe some of these teams haven't, you know, watched the Lions defense this year. <laughs> uh, but, hey, I mean, if he gets hired, best case scenario, you don't have to fire anyone. You can get someone else to run your defense. Mm-hmm. So, there it is. Uh, Jalen from Midland. I'm with you, Ben. Michigan is in, and that's all that matters. Michigan is going to destroy Iowa, especially hearing McNamara is still salty. <laughs> McNamara is still salty ass saying he knows all about the other team talking about Michigan. Yeah. I mean, that's the big wild card of this week. 
What? Like, if Michigan's going to win? No, no, no. But just McNamara talking and then maybe Iowa playing it a little closer than you think. Who cares? And you would think, too. Who cares? The teams, I'm just saying the teams in the Big Ten Conference may be, you know, having a Zoom call, another Zoom call. Maybe without the commissioner this time, but they hate Michigan. They hate them. Everyone, it's, everyone hates Michigan. It's Michigan versus the world. Let's just accept that. What does your hat say? What does your hat right now say? Michigan versus everybody. Oh, embrace it. Embrace it. You have to. If ever, you have to acknowledge the fact that everyone is out to get you. No one wants you to be there besides the TV ratings, besides the networks. They want you there. It makes everyone scream at their TV. Could you imagine a Nick Saban versus Jim Harbaugh college football championship? Michigan, Alabama, man. ESPN would lose their minds. That would be something else. Paul Feinbaum might fight someone on TV. It, It would just be so good for a lot of reasons. A lot of reasons. James from Ann Arbor. Now the texts are rolling in. James from Ann Arbor, by the way, the guy who may, who initially put out this bet. And the reason I'm wearing the, Har- the Harbaugh jersey and the hats. Victory lap for James. Ohio State needs to sit at home. They're <laughs> not going to the playoffs, and they don't deserve it, period. And, and, and people are telling me uh, the game is not losing meaning. This The game that this year and the last few years, ever since the college football playoff has been created, this is a ticket in. Whoever wins the game gets to go to the playoffs. Not the case next year. This game loses some of its meaning next year. That's all I'm saying. But I agree with you. Ohio State does not deserve another opportunity, especially when they're not even playing this weekend. One loss, Texas should get in. Uh, this one's from Jeremy. Them holding H- Hutch every play is Glenn's fault. No. I, what do you want me to say to this? <laughs> we got better text. Move on. Uh, John, um, way to honor the bet. Oh, this is from James. John, yeah. way to honor the bet. Yeah. There you go. He said, I love you, bro. And also Dwayne Bay city. Uh, of course you he's, to read it. He said, of course you're going to read it. He's proud of me. I, I told you, I listen, I, oh, call, God. They, these are the same people that call me a hater, but they're, they're realizing, Hey, he's a man of his word. They're very That's controversial. What I am. That's what I am. The New Yorkers are controversial in this this whole region. No, but they, I, that's why I'm, I'm a fan of James. I'm a fan of Dwayne. They respect it. I respect them. They're good texters. We love having them part of the show. They make fun of you. I want to make fun <laughs> of someone else. Well, do it. I mean, do it. Dunk on this guy. Aaron Rodgers, Mike, this guy loves attention more than anyone I've ever seen interact with a camera in my entire life. He is a liar. I don't know what he's lying about, but he's lying about something. Either A, he did not tear his Achilles. Or B, you're not playing this year, bro. You're not playing this year, bud. You can sit here and tell us my Achilles is healing at an incredibly fast rate because I am uh, an upper echelon human being. And I've been uh, taking these magic mushroom drugs to help my Achilles heal. And listening listening to dolphin sex noises to to help Mm. my mind meditate and my mind-muscle-body connection is going to heal because of it. I don't remember that. <laughs> he said it on the McAfee show, of course. <laughs> he's such a loser. And I, he's lying about something. Because no 40-year-old is returning from an Achilles injury 15 weeks later. Cam Akers did it in six months, and it was like the craziest thing anyone has ever seen. And he was like, what, 25? And then you have Aaron Rodgers, who's sitting here telling us, you know what, no, I'm going to play this year. You want to know my prediction what's going to happen? The Jets are going to fall out of playoff contention, and he's going to say this to the camera. He's going to look at camera dead square 
right in the lens and tell everyone, just blatantly lie. Or maybe he's so he, he he's so self-centered that he actually believes this. He's going to look us dead in the eye and say, I was going to play this year. That was always part of the plan. I was ready to go. I could have played, but since the Jets are eliminated from the playoffs, I'm going to go ahead and play it safe. But just so everyone knows, if they were still in playoff contention, I would have been the superhero and we would have won the Super Bowl. Get out of here. Such a loser. <laughs> He's also playing too. We, you know, if you listen to him every week or just read the headlines or however you consume your Rogers content, of course, which we all love around here. It's his little dig at the medical community, you know? Listen, I got an Achilles injury, but because I'm doing all this other stuff uh, that I'm personally doing and I don't need doctors, I can practice, but given the situation, it, he's trying to make it a win-win for himself. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to go in a dark room and my my uh, my Achilles is going to magically heal on its own. And, and, and this is a guy, too, Loser. who has, you know, I get it, he's getting paid for it, but wants to be on a weekly radio show. And sits there for whatever, however long. But he's an injured quarterback. The one question should be, hey, Aaron, how's the rehab process going? Good? Bad? Any setbacks? Okay, we're done. What else is this guy adding? Nothing. But he loves, I compare him to. He loves attention. Exactly. I I compare him to, you know, like a a group of bikers, you know, just revving up their bikes. Oh, look at me. I'm riding a Harley. (laughs) No one cares. He's just. I don't care, Aaron. I really don't. He's jealous Travis Kelsey stole the spotlight. He is. That other people wishes, talking about other NFL players. He was the story heading into the the season. It was air. He had hard knocks. They were the first Monday night game. The story of the football season was Aaron Rodgers in New York. And that got ripped away from him. And he was so salty about it. He had to make up either the fact that he, he didn't tear his Achilles, which I don't, I don't really believe that that's a narrative going around out there. What I believe is he was never going to play this year. He's just telling us all he's going to play. And he knew from the beginning, oh, yeah, Zach Wilson is not good enough to get this team to the playoffs. I'm just going to tell everybody I'm good enough. I'm going to play. And then when they officially get eliminated, he, I was just about to come back. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. Not to mention, you're a terrible GM. What You told me what? Randall Kyber has three catches. Alan Lazard stinks. Uh, Tim Boyle is literally only there because he's friends with Aaron Rodgers. That whole team is. Randall Cobb has three catches this year. The guy should be retired. Not to mention, he stunk his last year in Green Bay. Yeah. I get it. He had the back-to-back MVP years. He was fantastic. One of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But that last year in Green Bay, when the Lions beat them, week 18, they he, he was not good. He wasn't terrible. He wasn't the reason this team was hurting or, or losing. But he wasn't the reason they were winning. You guys remember, they were like, what, four and seven at one point? Four and eight? They, they were losing. Games. They lost to the Lions. He was not great. He was not the MVP level Aaron Rodgers we all know. And now he's going to miss an entire season, continue to age. He's rolling into next year 41 going on. uh, No, he's rolling into next year 40. Will turn 41 in the middle of the season next year. For anyone to think that this Jets team is just going to be a Super Bowl contender because they have Aaron Rodgers, you actually lost your mind. That team's not going anywhere. Aaron Rodgers, for all we know, could be washed when he steps on a football field next. And if he tries to do it this year, I either A, won't believe he tore his Achilles, or B, he's going to tear his Achilles the very first time he tries to roll out. Simple as that. You're tearing your Achilles again, bro. Sorry. Yeah, 
Sure, conspiracy theory. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he did tear his Achilles. Maybe he actually is going to play. But I, I, you cannot convince me this isn't all for attention. Because th- he could very well be going under the radar. And then all of a sudden, holy cow, Aaron Rodgers is supposed to play? No, he made it very clear from the very, very beginning. The very first thing he said after he, took, after he tore his Achilles is, I'm going to play again this year. Yep. Get a life. <laughs> get, get an interview and get millions of dollars. Hey, Jeremy finally agreed with us on something. Aaron Rodgers is definitely a spotlight seeker. He's texted that in. Frick Sports Bar text line 989-837-6125. Usually Jeremy's going at one of us. Hey, everyone comes around. Can't disagree on it all. By the way, big big hockey game tonight. Rangers Red Wings. Yeah, but they don't have Larkin. They don't have Larkin. I was going to make a bet with you. I'm looking, I was about to say, that's what I, we're uh, going to lean into. Do we, want, gonna, do we want something tonight? I was going to make a bet with you. I got, I got a couple Rangers jerseys. The loser you can wear had to wear the other team's jersey, but you already have to wear the, the John Harbaugh jersey. I, so. I agree with you. I come dressed as Michigan, and you're in a Rangers jersey tomorrow. Oh, and, I, and I don't want to make this bet if, if, if Larkin's not playing. Come on. I'm not going to win. Original six matchup. It's always a close game. What? Except when it wasn't this year and they lost 5 nothing. Hey, hey, hey. What are we doing here? What are we doing taking shots? We're talking about Aaron Rodgers and all of a sudden you're coming at me. <laughs> I, with, I had to get it in before the end. You're a secret new, You're a secret Jets fan, aren't you? You no, love Aaron no, Rodgers. No, gosh, no. John loves Aaron Rodgers. No. no. I, j- I just spent a couple of minutes bashing him, calling him a, you know, a biker dude. But I think, by the way, full circle, I think it's just a dig at the medical community. I think that's what it is. I'm not going to go further or political no, with that. No, you should. You should. That's, no, you have <laughs> I'm to. Not, no, I'm, I'm not, not making you. Two minutes. I, that's, that's, what, that's what it is. It's, ah, you know what? I'm going to practice on the Achilles. I'm going to show you how strong I am with my personal remedies. Part attention, too, and probably a majority attention. Wait. But. Wait. I think I figured out why he's coming back so soon. Oh, epiphany time. I think I, I think I might've figured out. You spent some time in the dark room yeah. that he spends. All right, here we go. I closed my eyes. I went into my darkness retreat. 40, All right. I was scheduled for 48 hours. I came out after six. Nice. I got hungry. <laughs> <laughs> the reason, <laughs> the reason he's coming back from his, <laughs> the reason he's coming back from his Achilles injury so early is because he's immunized. Oh. He didn't he never got the, I hate the that vaccine. Word, by the way. He never I got the vaccine. Word. He's not vaccinated. He's immunized. When he That's dropped why. that word, I was like, oh, go scratch, pal. I still don't I, even really know what that means. That word is the worst word ever. Immunized. Immunized. And I mean, like, what? That's uh. why every no one else got immunized. That's why no one else <laughs> has come back from this Achilles thing. Oh, you cracked the code. Nah, we figured. Thank you, Darkness Retreat. You can always find so much in the darkness street. All right, everyone. And I'm glad we could end the show on a fun way today. Yeah. We got, we got the Tom Izzo show next. Ooh. How about that? H to the Izzo. E to the Izzo. Hey, they got a win yesterday. They did. They did. Thank God. All right, everyone. <laughs> that was the payoff. I hope it was worth it. Thanks for listening.